I'm Sydney. And I'm Julie. And this is Restaurant and Retail Revelations. time listeners, Restaurant and Retail Revelations is a podcast made possible by Revel Systems, provider of the leading cloud-based POS platform on the market. In each episode, my co-host and I connect with leaders in the restaurant and retail sectors to learn from their experience and insights. Speaking of co-hosts, I'm Julie Holkbore, and I'm joined by my Revel colleague, Sydney Keita. We are marketers at Revel, and today we're honored to feature Jen Heidinger-Kendrick co-founder and marketing communications director of Giving Kitchen, an Atlanta-based nonprofit. We'll let Jen introduce herself and tell us a little bit more about her inspiring organization. Absolutely. I am Jen Heidinger-Kendrick. I am one of Giving Kitchen's co-founders and just really excited to share why we think Giving Kitchen is so important for our food service community. And let's dive into what Giving Kitchen is as well. Absolutely. Giving Kitchen is a nonprofit and we are here to help food service workers in crisis in its simplest form. But we get to do that in, in two different ways, two core um, through two core pieces of programming through Giving Kitchen. One of those is through our financial assistance program. So for any food service worker in Georgia or Tennessee, uh, we can step in and be um, a bit of stability for those food service workers who are experiencing an illness, Uh, the death of a family member, a housing disaster like a flood or a fire or even an injury, anything that's taking a food service worker away from work um, and kind of off their feet for some time, we can step in and make sure that their living expenses and their rent or mortgage is paid. Um, And through our other core program, which is called our Stability Network Program, food service workers, even nationally, so this is actually um, a a program that we offer to food service workers on a national scale, can come in uh, when they need some community resources. So our Stability Network Program is a direct connection to community resources to food service workers. And that can be through um, um, a a multitude of opportunities, whether that's mental health um, counseling or um, a connection to a um, individual service provider. Um, You know, we started 2020 going into a year, finishing out one of our three-year strategic plan. And by the time, you know, that middle of March came, um, we, we, like everyone else, completely shifted our, our trajectory, went home, started working from home full time, um, and the influx of, you know, the assistance that, um, you know, was, was requested of us just really started to unfold. Uh, those very first couple of weeks, we were seeing 20 times the volume of clients coming to Giving Kitchen and asking for help. This is with a staff of, of I think back then it was about four, 13 or 14 full-time teammates with our programs team being the largest. Um, the first two weeks of COVID-19, we were seeing more website traffic, um, again, in requests for help than we did the entire year of 2019. So there was just an absolute kind of wild influx that we were experiencing. Um, but what we were able to do is really take take everything that was coming to us and really, um, you know, in, in, instead of over-promising um, opportunities that, you know, Giving Kitchen could, could potentially help with, we really decided to kind of hone in on our story and our mission and make sure that the services that we were offering, offering 
were the most robust opportunities for food service workers, told a very clear and concise story about our mission and how to ask for help for food service workers. And by the end of the year, what we saw was the largest amount of financial assistance and stability network offerings um, over any year that we've ever seen. We ended up uh, last year alone, we're able to help over 2,500 food service workers throughout the state of Georgia. Wow, that is incredible. Um, and you know, the mission has been awesome from the outset. You spoke to this a little bit at the beginning where you included Tennessee in uh, the intro for territories that we're supporting in addition to uh, the national reach and the programming that you have there for mental health services. Share more about how Giving Kitchen has evolved, if you could, and then maybe a little teaser for what's ahead in terms of your expansion plans. Absolutely. So, you know, Giving Kitchen was really born out of a community response. I, I announced, you know, myself when people ask what I do, I'm, I am one of Giving Kitchen's co-founders, but I'm also, um, you know, the widow of, of the reason why Giving Kitchen exists. My late husband, Ryan Heidinger, was a chef. Uh, we moved from Indianapolis, Indiana in 04 here to Atlanta. And by the time, um, you know, this story begins, he had been diagnosed with a stage three terminal cancer diagnosis diagnosis of um, gallbladder cancer in December of 2012. And it was our community who stepped up um, in an incredibly selfless way to support one person, one husband and wife team, one family, um, and just to make sure that we had some stability. Um, there was a fundraiser put on in, in order to help us get through kind of Ryan's last year or his time. Um, and that what was supposed to raise $25,000, you know, that was the goal, ended up raising over $250,000 to support us for his last year. And um, I mean, as you can imagine, to be able to have kind of this, this nest of something to fall back on, Ryan was fully covered under insurance at the time, but this was the above and beyond kind of expectation uh, resource that we, we, were, we were awarded um, through our community. And at that moment, that was really when we realized, again, with other founding members, that this there was something uh, missing in our food service and restaurant community as kind of this backbone of support, a safety net, you know, type of an idea. And that's really when Giving Kitchen was born. And so Giving Kitchen actually is, is eight years old this month. In 2021, the month of May, um, not only is it National Mental Health Awareness Month, but we get to also celebrate our birthday and our anniversary um, at the end of, of every May. So that's very special. Um, we're, this year actually marks eight years of Giving Kitchen, and that's blows my mind every single time I say it. It still feels like yesterday. Uh, but Giving Kitchen, you know, it really started as it started as a nonprofit offering emergency assistance. So our mission hasn't changed. It's just the expansion, the opportunities to all food service worker has. So when uh, Giving Kitchen was born, we were um, inside Metro Atlanta. We helped um, rest full service restaurant uh, employees impacted by crisis um, that related to illness, injury, death of a family member and a housing disaster. Over the years, um, something that I think Giving Kitchen does very well is, is really take the opportunity to listen to our community. And we did that. And what we saw at the very early stages was while Giving Kitchen could step in and offer financial assistance, there was also something that kept coming back to us. And those were the stories of clients who said, you know, that this was helpful, but I, I'm, you know, I'm suffering from depression or I am, I'm suffering from being able to know, like, you know, where to find, you know, good meals around the city or things like that. Um, and so we really started to take a tally. And that's when over the years, our stability network program started to come uh, to fruition. So we started, um, you know, connecting with 
members of our, of our community, doctors, mental health counselors, again, legal aid services, so on and so forth, social services, to really build a robust kind of network to be able to offer um, our, our community. Um, and then over the years, Giving Kitchen started to grow. So outside of Metro Atlanta, then we started to serve the Columbus area and Athens. And throughout the, the years, we were we finally were able to really open up our, our, our net as wide as Georgia. So just a few years ago, we, we started offering our financial assistance and stability network programming to the entire state of Georgia. And again, some, some stability network uh, resources are nationwide um, and to all of food service. So we really, we learned a few years ago that to, in order to tell the cleanest, most concise story, you just have to kind of open your, your net a little bit more. And so now Giving Kitchen today, again, those core programming uh, programs are offered in two states. Um, our goal is to expand much uh, wider than just the two states. Over the next five years, Giving Kitchen will be a Southeastern regional agency serving 16,500 food service workers by 2026 annually um, and will be in five states over the next uh, few years. So, you know, from something that grew in this tiny little humble, you know, inside Metro Atlanta pocket has now been able to be an agency that really is changing the scope of food service workers' lives by the thousands. And I also really love to talk to Atlanta about Atlanta in that way because the opportunities that exist here in our hometown uh, will only keep growing because of our, our casting our net much wider than we are and that we ever have before. Well, first off, thank you for sharing more about Ryan. Um, you know, what a beautiful story of community and, and growth. And I love to hear about your expansion plans. Happy eighth birthday. Um, and with that, you know, we've seen so much of Giving Kitchen in the news lately. And locally, you were featured in some Atlanta-based publications. You were also named Humanitarian of the Year by the James Beard Foundation in 2019. Um, so as someone so close to Giving Kitchen's mission at, at every stage, what have you personally found most powerful about this work throughout the years? Oh my gosh, there's so many answers to that, but you bring up something that we're, one of the things that we're, I mean, there's so many things that we're proud of, but I, from a professional kind of moment standpoint, that James Beard Humanitarian of the Year Award in 2019 was a remarkable opportunity for Giving Kitchen to, um, to obviously have a national platform to be able to tell the story, but the, you know, it's often that we say, you know, that wasn't a time where we won an award, it was really the time where that kind of that second light bulb went off, knowing that the work that we have to do is really is starting now and in the future. Um, we had the opportunity at, on that stage back in 2019 to actually offer um, a program through Giving Kitchen um, where we partnered with QPR Institute, QPR, uh, which means uh, question, persuade, and refer, excuse me. Um, it's a suicide prevention training. And what we have offered, teamed up with, with QPR, is for any food service worker in the country, anywhere in the United States, they go to givingkitchen.org. They can take a 45-minute online training to better prepare themselves with suicide prevention training so they can immediately um, be empowered just to, write, to ask the right questions to a teammate or a colleague, a coworker who might be con contemplating suicide. So that was really a remarkable kind of opportunity for us to, again, kind of get outside of this, this mind frame of just Georgia and really start to offer something that was, um, that we've seen to be really, really beneficial for our food service community. So again, those are the tiny moments that we kind of look at, um, knowing that the work that we're doing today is really paving the way for the future. And obviously your connection to this cause is deeply personal, but I think something that's so special about Giving Kitchen is that this kind of work speaks to so many people. What is it about the industry that you think is so resonant for the, the masses? 
community. You know, this, this industry is, it's an interesting kind of double-edged, you know, discussion topic. You know, this community is based on service and hospitality and what that is at its core is giving. We are asked every single day to step into, you know, from a food service worker's perspective, so commonly asked to, you know, put your feelings aside and, and take care of the guest. You know, there is, there's such an abundance of, um, of that, that is so rewarding at the end of the day, so often. And, and many times it's also debilitating and it causes a lot of stress. Um, and I, but there's still something really beautiful about it. So there it's this interesting kind of fine line of what we have to walk through uh, when we recognize if there's, you know, some sort of mental health, um, you know, crisis happening. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, one of the things that I, I heard the most of over the past year, you know, what do you miss most about going out to eat or, or whatever is, you know, while I do miss, you know, some really amazing food and beverage, the, the thing that spark that I really miss is that connection of, it's that balance of being able to sit in an atmosphere around energy of people, around the, the touch of a menu, the time and creativity it took to put in there and that recognition, then to have that dialogue with the bartender or a server. And what I'm missing, what I'm talking about is, again, it's, it's a community. It's something around a table. Um, and I feel like that is, it's really this industry, this food service industry, restaurant industry is, I mean, it's, these are jobs that cannot be automated. We're never going to go, you know, to a restaurant that's completely robotic. You know, there's, there is love and attention. There's attention at the very least put into preparation for the nutrients and the nourishment that we get out of what food service provides for us as, as a daily um, thing. So I feel like that's really what makes it the most special, special. It's again, it's, it's such a giving industry by nature. Um, and you know, it does, it provides nutrients and nourishment and hopefully a little bit of community. Yeah. I, I love how you described that. I, I, I missed those same things last year. I, I feel very similarly. So, so Jen, I know a lot of the people listening are, you know, giving kitchens mission is really going to resonate with them. So for those interested in supporting giving kitchen, how can they contribute to the cause? And then on the flip side, how can food service workers in need or in crisis connect with giving kitchen and, and ultimately benefit from your services? Well, what I love about this opportunity and speaking to you guys is that, you know, Revel Systems has been a huge support to Giving Kitchen. I mean, you guys are right in the middle of it as well. I mean, you see it day in and day out. Our favorite and truly the most magical thing, gift that you can give to Giving Kitchen is spreading the word. Um, that's something that I know Revel does very, very well for us. Um, there's, you know, we always talk about just making sure that a food service worker knows that we have their back. And that's, it really is the, the truth. You know, there's a, the average line cook lives below, you know, minimum wage and below poverty. 50% um, of Giving Kitchen's clients have at least one child at home. Um, there are many times where we've seen families with multiple children and a spouse passes away, or that there's a parent bearing their child, or that somebody is out of work from a cancer diagnosis, or a broken leg that's taking them out of work for months at a time a house fire where everything is completely gone, um, making sure that those individuals know that we're here, that we can help them financially, that we can help them with stability, making sure that they're on their feet. Um, that is absolutely the number one thing. So you can follow Giving Kitchen at Giving Kitchen on social media. Of course, if you go to our website, you can find everything there um, as well. Um, there are multiple ways to give through donations. Um, become a one-time donor. You can become a recurring donor and donate monthly. Many times, you know, we see 
um, individuals signing up to just donate $25 a month. And, and that is, it's a remarkable gift for Giving Kitchen. We know exactly um, how to operate throughout the year when more recurring, givings, re recurring giving options occur. Um, I think for food service workers, um, again, just for them to know that there is an opportunity uh, to be met where they're at, uh, Giving Kitchen is really meant to be this, this bridge, you know, from a, a start to a finish in a very quick way. Um, we want to be in and out, quote unquote, of, of individuals' lives. You know, there's no one needs to have to continuously um, think about something. They just need to be, live for themselves, you know. So we really want to be um, a quick solution to, some, to someone who, who really needs it. So as long as food service workers know that we're here to help, that's, that's the greatest gift. Yeah, almost like um, not just a safety net, but a trampoline so they can bounce back, right? Exactly. I like it. I like that analogy a lot. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so before we close things out, I just want to make sure that if there's anything that we haven't asked you about today that you think would be important to share with our listeners that you have that opportunity to share it now. You know, I think one of the things that we're just so proud of with this organization is, you know, Giving Kitchen is... Um, <clears throat> Giving Kitchen, it provides a lot, you know, a lot of stability for food service workers, but, and we do that through our core programming, but we also have opportunities throughout the year where food service workers can come to us and receive free uh, medical care. And that's through our events like Pop-Up Doc. This year, we actually have um, strategized of, of hosting five throughout the year. Um, and again, this is an opportunity where food service workers can come and receive free medical attention, uh, attention and screenings and testings. This past April, we hosted a pop-up doc um, where uh, we were able to serve 61 food service workers with uh, COVID-19 vaccines and free medical um, checkups, et cetera. And so that's a really amazing opportunity that Giving Kitchen just goes far beyond the, the financial assistance and stability. These are kind of real life moments where uh, people are able to come in where otherwise they may not. Um, and then we're just really excited to be able to host a few more events throughout the year. Um, 2022 is looking bright. Um, you know, our future for Giving Kitchen is looking bright. We're really excited about launching in Tennessee this year. Um, and again, I think the, the opportunity is that ripple effect. You know, the further you branch out, telling a really um, beautiful and concise story, making sure that you're very mission driven um, will just ultimately allow, you know, those kind of in your home area uh, to learn more about what we do. So that's our, that's our ultimate goal. I love it. Um, thank you again for joining us today. I know you guys are busy, um, you know, doing great work for food service workers out there. And of course, uh, the relocation of the office and um, on the heels, I think probably constantly of different events and initiatives um, because you guys are always at it and keeping the lights on for the folks who need it. So truly, thank you for joining us today and for taking some time out of the very important work you're doing. Well, we appreciate you all very much. Thank you for allowing us to have a voice. I don't think anyone can hear about the work that Giving Kitchen's doing without feeling at least a little bit inspired, maybe very much so. It's been an organization that I have personally followed for quite some time as a native Atlantan, and I have just admired it for so long. Um, you know, something I love is a good metaphor, and Giving Kitchen, it makes me think of the succulent plant. So for anyone who's not that familiar with succulents, they can actually grow through a process called propagation. 
And when a piece of the original plant falls off, rather than dying, you can actually stick it straight into soil and a new plant will grow from it. And I feel like with Jen's story and just experiencing that first loss of her first husband, but having the community rally behind them to make it as easy a transition as possible. And then seeing through that a mission being born, I, what a cool thing. So it definitely, you know, the succulent metaphor rung true for me for this particular organization. And I think it's pretty cool that Giving Kitchen's founders saw this opportunity and a longstanding and growing mission through the tragedy of Ryan Heidegger's death. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty cool that something that started out as a literally a supper club with some friends um, is actually as transformed to um, hopefully eventually directly assist more than 16,000 food service workers in a year uh, as they're experiencing crises and moving through those. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I agree. Um, and it's pretty wonderful what they've been able to do here in the metro Atlanta area alone. And I'm glad to see that they're actively expanding to communities like Tennessee. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing what the Giving Kitchen does um, in years to come. And I think just talking with Jen made me want to go out and generally support some local restaurants whenever I can. So hopefully folks tune in to the different ways they can spread the word and be part of Giving Kitchen's mission. So as always, we're sincerely grateful for you for listening today. Of course, episodes like this wouldn't be possible without the leaders at Revel our producer and marketing colleague, David Amber. And then of course, Jen, whose story of resilience and drive to give back is simply amazing. If you like what you heard today, don't forget to like and subscribe to Restaurant and Retail Revelations on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check back soon for new episodes.